you talked a little bit earlier about, um, you know, when I ask, what, what are you doing? And follower of Christ, wife, kids, family, how do you strive for balance? Being, uh, doing what you're doing, speaking, writing, traveling yeah. with your, well, let me ask, uh, let me ask with your marriage, with your kids. How, how, like, how, how do you do it? Do you want do you want me I'm to respond to yeah please do well of course um i i try to be present to my wife and my kids each day in a specific way and i'm not traveling a lot um and my wife doesn't right. need my wife doesn't need as much contact with me as i need with her it feels like like i'll be if i'm on a trip i'll text her and that's cool but if i try to facetime she's like i don't want to I don't want to talk on the phone. I don't want to talk to a virtual you. Like when you're here, let's talk. Well, yeah. And um, she, yeah. And she's probably dealing with the kids. Right. Yeah. 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 So, um, each day I just try to be present. Um, yeah. With my connect with them in the morning before we go off to work, before we go to school. Uh, and in the evenings we, um, we have family meal together each evening. Um, as often as we can, which we, we really strive for and found that that's a pretty unique thing. And not everybody can do that because of schedules and everything, but that's something that, that we do. And, and, um, no, everybody can do it with kids at least once or twice a week. They can, you got to prioritize it. Yeah. And you got to fight for yeah, it. And even if, gotta, even, even if it's like, let's all meet at McDonald's, who cares? Just make it happen. Yeah. You can do it. it makes it, it you makes a difference. Sit down at a table where you're going to take a picture and post it on Pinterest and show everybody how great you are at adulting. You can go to Arby's with your kids and your wife and make it a family. The That's table right. is, is a portable sanctuary. Um, That's good. In my opinion. No, it's, it's, that's really good. And you, you, you turned this on me so and you, I, I, I love, I love, I love sharing about this stuff. I wanted to ask, I wanted to ask you to, to, to share with folks, but I'll just, yeah, I'll just, well, I, I'll, I, will, I will share it to you. Yeah. But I want to know, like, like when is when is your next vacation with your wife? Just her and I, or with our family? family? Yeah, just you and the kids. Her. When you guys? Where are you going? When are you going? Is it on your calendar? Yeah, you know, I'm the one that's always going. When are we going to go on vacation? Because I'd like to get this on the calendar. Um, we we did some a little bit of the summer. Um, we took a we took a week together. Um, the, our next one is going to be. Christmas. We all get the we all get the week off between Christmas and New Year's, so we're it's going to be a it's going to be a staycation. But that's going to be our, nice. our next all downtime. Nobody's on anybody else's clock. Yeah. Well, I'm not trying to put you in the hot seat. No, um, it's okay. It's good. <laughs> but you asked me the question of how do you balance everything, and um, I got rid of that word a long time ago, and. Mm -hmm. If you play this tape back, this recording, this video, when I ask you those questions, you never once said the word balance. But you did say, I want to be present. Mm -hmm. And you also did say that we're going to get together. And you never use the word balance. It's because balance is insert whatever off-color word you want to put in here. It's a bunch of garbage. Hmm. balance is trash we have to stop using that word balance life is never balanced okay 
Jesus's ministry wasn't balanced. He was crazy what he was doing. Like, all right, we're going to go over here. We're going to feed these people. Okay, I got to get out of here. We're going to go sleep on a boat. I'm going to sleep while I'm going across the river. And then I'm going to deal with this guy over here with the demon. And like, there's no, there's no balance there. I mean, he, he was, he, but, he, but he was faithful. Um, and I think that's the biggest thing that I've, I've had to try and do is you want to be faithful to the presence with your wife and your kids every day. Yeah. You want to be faithful to, to your work. You want to be faithful. And so you could use the word faithfulness instead of balance. And so you ask the question in terms of balance. First of all, I don't believe you could ever stack up enough of the equilibrium on the scales of your life and say, okay, I've got my work and labor here and my things I'm trying to balance with these things and look at how perfectly in sync. Oh, we got a flat tire. Oh crap. Somebody puked on the carpet. <laughs> oh, the cat, you know, like, like life, life has a way of like tipping it out of, out of balance very hmm. quickly. Um, and so if we're trying to fight that, I feel like we're trying to not surf with the wave. We're, we're, we're swimming up current. Um, so I, I use the word faithful. And I'll, I'll, what I mean by that is I think we need to be faithful to the work that God has entrusted us to do. You know, so when we're working, we're really working. We're laboring. It's the gifts that we have monetized that are now talents, you know, and it is something we're going to need to take a Sabbath from to step out. There's a whole deep thought here, but the point is, is it's under the curse, our work, no matter how beautiful, how purposeful, how rich, it's the very thing that in the garden, by the sweat of your brow, you will toil and eat from the land. And if you're getting paid in a paycheck, a W-9, a 1099, an honorarium, cash, or whatever, if you get paid to do it, it's work. Yeah. And that work, you have to be faithful to. But what you have to be faithful to, I think, when it comes to how do you do this as a follower of Christ, as a, as a mom, dad, you know, husband, wife, you have to be faithful to the rest. And you have to work harder for the rest than you do for the work. Uh, and I've strived to Sabbath better than I preach. I've worked harder for these vacations and these experiences and the presence and the faithfulness and the retreats and the table time with my family than I have for the stage. And if you work harder for that, um, intimacy with your family, with Christ, with your wife, with your husband is not found in work. It's not found in labor. It's found in rest. Intimacy with God was after he rested in the garden, they walked in, in rest, there was no toil. There was no curse yet. There was no labor pains. There was no effort here. It was how we were designed to do. And I think intimacy with our spouse, specifically with our kids, it's not going to come from our efforts of work that we get paid to. It's going to come in the margin of our life. I have something I'll leave you with. Um, just for a thought about this is, is something I learned from my dad. And if you've ever gone to Starbucks, um, what am I saying? If you've ever gone to Starbucks, if you've ever gone to a coffee shop. Weekly um, with my wife on a coffee you, date. <laughs> right, right, perfect. But they ask you, do you want room for cream? You know what I'm saying? They go, yeah. do, do you want room for 
for cream. And so I guess what I'm trying to say is every time somebody asks you that question at a coffee shop, ask yourself this question. Am I living my life with room for cream? Do I live and work with room for rest? Mm. Because I think we got to be faithful to the room that's not occupied by the thing we do. We got to be faithful to the margin that we need to put the good things that make the coffee all the sweeter and better. You know, we concentrate so much on the, on the, what's in the cup, but we forget that space that's not in the cup is you're going to be able to put some caramel in there. You're going to be able to put some cream in there, some sugar in there, whipped cream on the top. They're going to make this into a liquid dessert and it's going to be amazing. <laughs> So you got to live, you got to live with room for cream. And you know, the, the reason I ask you about your vacation is because like, I, I meet a lot of people that number one, they don't know what they do for fun. They know what they do for work, but they don't know what they do for fun. Um, and number two, they don't know when their next vacation is with their spouse hmm. and they don't know when their next vacation is with their spouse and their kids. And if you can't answer the question to me on any given day, if I was your, life coach which i'm not and i don't want to be so don't ask but the point is is <laughs> too much work what do you do for fun what do you yeah you're quite the case what do you do for fun where are you going on vacation with your wife and where are you going on a family vacation in the next 365 days what are you doing on your day off this week if you can't answer those questions, then what you're doing is, is you're living unfaithful to the rest. You're faithful to the work. You're literally living to work, not working to live. Yeah. You are a human doing, not being. And how you do this, how I've done this, is I've had to really, I've had to really live with some contentment, not move the goalposts, know who I am, not what I am. Yeah but I've had to live with room for cream. I've had to live with room for cream. I've That's had good. to live faithful. I've had to live faithful with the space that, that I need that Sabbath weekly, yearly, monthly. It's just that it's almost that cadence, that rhythm of creation that, that we need to, you know, dance with. You ever hear That's of a good, thing called a, You ever hear of Say a thing called a sabbat, sabbatical? Yeah, I have heard of those. So I'm convinced. I watched my dad, and he's gotten better at this. I've watched myself deal with this early on, especially. It's a crazy section of verses in the book of Leviticus about a field that you got to let rest every seven days or every mm -hmm. seven years. Mm -hmm. or it will be barren for like 70 years. So in a sense, God says, if you don't let this field rest, it's not going to work well for a long time. So what's the field made out of? Dirt. What are, what are we essentially made out of? Mud, dirt. Yeah, clay, like, God molded the dirt, breathed this ruah, this breath into it. So what makes us think that we don't have to rest? Mm -hmm. So I would never make the claim theologically or even 
exegetically fancy word for interpretation of scripture there with my hermeneutic that that field automatically applies to us and that's what that means but i will make the claim that i've watched firsthand from empirical data that i can measure by watching pastors ministry leaders small business owners parents forego the sabbath for a number of weeks or years and then they need a sabbatical for a year because they're so burnt out they can't they don't even know what to do with themselves what yeah. what does that sound what does that sound like to you it sounds a lot like that field it sounds a lot like the dirt in that field that dirt happens with us and so i'm just saying without saying that the reason why people need a sabbatical is because they don't they don't work for the Sabbath and you got to work for the Sabbath. The greater your responsibility in the job that you have, you got to work for the Sabbath auto responders. You're on call as a doctor. You're, I mean, you got to work for the Sabbath. If the barn is burning down, call the neighbor. I am on my, I am in my lawn chair, drinking bubbly, yeah. watching football. I'm jumping on a trampoline with my kids. We're going, we're going to go make a memory. You know, it takes work. It's, just as hard of work to get to the rest as it is to actually get to work in my opinion. Oh, I uh, agree wholeheartedly. So that that's, that's why I say live with room for cream and be faithful to the rest. And I think that whole conversation about how do you keep it balanced goes away. I think how, how do you live in the rhythm of faithfulness is, is what you'll discover.